are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast brought to you by Sonos. Uh, as you all know, Sonos is the one that uh, leads us here. Um, today's episode, uh, experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart sound bar for, oh, for TV, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com. John Schuster, go. You're talking about the Sugar Bowl. You're talking about players being weenies. You're talking about all... I'll tell you, tell, tell you another, another story. It relates to Alabama and Utah, and you touched upon this on the previous podcast. You were you were referencing how Nick Saban was saying it was difficult to get Alabama ready for the Sugar Bowl. Correct. Okay, which is just outlandish. Right. Because they wanted to play in the national title game, and the Sugar Bowl is a lesser bowl. Right. So, God, oh, man, that's just... that the 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 logic of that just... If you can't bleep and get up for the Sugar Bowl, what the hell are you doing? Correct. You know. Okay. Right. However, however, now, as you're aware, I do a lot of post game shows. Okay, did a lot of post game shows at a uh, couple radio stations. Did a lot of post game shows with Brad Alice. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of. Uh, when you remember post game shows with certain hosts, okay, most of the conversations that you have, you're fairly familiar with. You know, you're. You're taking a segment, you're filling a segment, you're taking a segment, you're filling a segment, you're taking a segment, you're filling a segment, you can't remember what it is. You know, if somebody asks, what did you say, you know, in, you know, about XYZ, what did you say about Lauren Woods uh, in a in a postgame podcast, you know, at some point nearly 20 years ago? Okay, Something those are probably, the sorts right. of things you just, you don't remember. One of the rare instances where Brad pissed me the hell off. Hi, Brad. How you doing? I hope you're listening. William, I hope you're listening. Pissed me the hell off was that he defended Alabama for not being able to get up in the the Sugar Bowl. And I assume he went with the company line that all these guys are used to playing for national championships. championships. This is what they play for. so, So really what he did was he he downplayed. By doing that, he downplayed Utah's win. Mm-hmm. In a major bowl where they were the only undefeated team in the country and should have been ranked number one at the end, regardless of what the national championship thing was at the time, Utah should have been the number one team. They didn't play in that game. They were undefeated. They kicked Alabama's ass. That's Alabama's problem. Mm-hmm. And 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 defending that, as far as I was concerned, was inexcusable. It's one of the rare on-air knockdown dragouts where I completely kicked his ass. Yes, well, it was also, too, and that's also sometimes William has to go back with revisionist history mm-hmm. on John Schuster about Mr. Lauren Woods. It's another thing another for thing. another we're not, time. We're going to take and, the high ground right yeah, here. Yeah. I'm not even sure I know what the high or low ground is on that, but there's a rumor out there that has something to do with Lauren Woods. At one point when you get Brad on, Brad needs to be able to defend himself on that. He's going to deny He's going to deny all of these years later he said it. that that, that no. he said anything relating to defending Alabama and the but, Sugar but Bowl. But I'm telling you right now that conversation happened, but he did. and he was wrong. Right. Okay, now when it comes to Lauren Woods, I'm you know feel free to ask him about that, and I'm sure uh, the locked on listening audience will be just uh, glued to both of those things. Anyway, what all else right. is on your mind, Mike? So um, let's on your talk podcast? a little bit. Um, well, if you heard the kind of gumption that John Schuster just spoke with, mm-hmm. the kind of ferocity, the tenacity, yeah. the unbridled rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might be thinking that he might be on a protein boost. 
you might be thinking that he's on a built bar. I don't know that he's not, but that was an intimidating man right there. Were you on a built bar, John yeah, Schuster? Yeah, bleeping lootly. I knocked down three of them before coming over here. I mean, that, that, that's commonplace. Right. Before That's the commonplace dinner before the Locked on Wildcat Sports broadcast uh, recordings. All right. So let's take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back with you. All right, you're listening to the Locked On Wildcats By the way, podcast. Blueberry Muffin is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Blueberry Muffin's <laughs> Blueberry. fantastic. Now, 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 when you want to talk tough, yeah. you say, yeah, I have Bill Bar. What, what the flavor? Blueberry, Blueberry Muffin, of you course. You me, man, seriously. Me? Come on. All right, so Arizona, what, are we, what do we expect from him in conference play right now? Or, you know, because obviously UCLA is good, USC appears good. After that, eh, I mean, Oregon destroyed Utah. Maybe they figure it out, but... What, okay. what do you think? Uh, if Arizona doesn't finish in the top three in this conference, I think a lot of us are going to be really surprised. Yes. Uh, at least in the regular season, once you get into the weirdness of conference tournaments and so forth. Um, if they draw Oregon, mm-hmm. are you really going to say, no, Oregon's not going to win that right. game? Right. Are you really going to say, golly, based on his track record, I do not believe in the second half of the season that Dana Altman will be able to get Oregon up and ready to play. <laughs> None of us are saying that. Right. Okay. So is Oregon potentially a factor in the Pac-12? Yes. Why? Because Dana Altman's their coach. Right. Because we've seen this dance before. And, it, and how? Because he because he's from where? Uh, he's he, he's from one of what I understand. I hear I hear, I can't confirm this, but I hear Dana Altman is from God's country. Oh, all right. Wow. All so right. somebody in this room can confirm that. Cre- I'm just not Cre- the person. Nebraska. Uh, God's country. We're a, we're a, co- we're a common, we're a uh, modest folk there. We right, don't refer right. to it, but if some, but if an outsider it, does it want does, to then you're not shower deny that on it. us. Yes. Sure. Not going to deny Here, it. Eric, this to me though is Arizona not only should be a top three team, we this should be a team that's a top three seed going into the NCAA. Yes, and I think that's where you wanted them to be. Yes. Uh, and and if they, based on what they were able to do in the non-conference, based on uh, a win at Illinois and a strong performance at a Tennessee team that's good, mm-hmm. uh, those are not those those are those are games that are not going to hurt Arizona. There now, you know, obviously a lot of things can fluctuate here and there, but. All things being what we think they are based on what we've seen so far, it feels like Arizona has a strong opportunity to be a one, two, or three seed in this conference. Right. And if they can get, you know the schedule better than I do. I don't have it at the top of my head. I don't know if there's a UCLA game and a USC game or, you know, where Oregon and Oregon State fits into this equation or how they're trying to navigate some, you know, what those marquee matchups ultimately are. They, they have to be there at the some point. But it feels like there is a um, there's there's in no particular order UCLA Arizona USC and that Oregon has every every reason to believe that once you get into late February and mid March that Oregon's the last team in the country you're probably going to want to play right uh, and and honestly even though Oregon has looked awful. In a lot of games they've played this year, it's not for lack of athleticism. No, they, they, that, so, that's what I think is so weird because they look the part. They, 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 they do look the part. They just also look confused. Right. But again, if they can figure it out, then you know there's reason to believe that they can be a factor in this, and I would not rule them out at all. But at this stage, it feels like you have four teams, three that are a notch, and Oregon's a notch below that. And then there's 
significant separation. I expect Oregon State to be better. Mm-hmm. I uh, do too. They're and, a team, yes. And, and, and there's, they, they have some pieces that can be a problem. If you're a team that has to go to Corvallis, I think that's a game that could be problematic later in the mm-hmm. year. Uh, and, and Oregon State could be capable of upsetting you. Right. Um, you know, do I, do I look at, you know, a lot of people think Colorado's okay. I'm not one of them. A lot of people think it, Utah looks fairly midland. Uh, ASU, every once, in, every once every seven games, ASU looks like right. it could be all right. And then, you know, they're fairly uh, non-existent. Uh, I don't know what I think out of Cal and Stanford. I'm not terribly enamored with either of those. You know, it's a conference in general. Uh, Wazoo, Wazoo's got a good record. Maybe they can be a problem on a given night. Uh, But generally speaking, it feels like there's a – there's a group at the top that's better. I think the quest, one of the questions in regards to how that goes, I feel like USC is a tougher matchup for Arizona than UCLA is. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean that Arizona comes out on the wrong end of both of those games. But with UCLA and Arizona, you're going to get two teams that want to play the same way. Right. There isn't there, and and so the thought process is okay. You're going to run. I'm going to run. You take your best shot. I'll take my best shot, and we'll see how the chips lay. Right. That feels like it's going to be 120 to 110. Right. And I don't know which one's going to score the 120. And I was going to say, and, and the thing that's fascinating too about it is that you got two teams that are incredibly long. I think I read somewhere that they're the two longest teams in the country. Jeez. Which you know that's uh, those are Arizona. And they're both resilient. Yes. USC is also. Uh, not uh, not not USC. I was talking about UCLA. UCLA. Yes. yes okay. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the pack. The Pac-12 has three teams that I think could be in, could make the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. You, you want you want to argue? You no, I'm not going to argue that. The only argument I'm going to make is that I never bet against Oregon no, when it comes to mid-March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, how yeah. about this? And, and, and three teams with a caveat on a four. Oh, uh, there you go. That's yeah. that's what that's think, absolutely Bruno? fair. Um, whereas Arizona and USC are are going to try to force the other team into playing its style. Right. And so there's a lot of matchup and a lot of difference that goes into those to that to, to that element. Arizona's going to want to score 100, USC's probably more comfortable at 65. Yeah. In the end, who's going to get to 80 and ultimately win that game? But USC can be, I think a, because of its length, a real problem for Arizona. Well, they're a real problem for a lot of teams defensively, Arizona included, but they're not going to they're going to be a lot more like what we saw out of Tennessee and Illinois as opposed to I think what we'll see out of UCLA, which will be a metaphorical track meet. All right, let me tell you about next week. There's nothing metaphorical about this. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new new year, NetSuite has, hello Bruno, has a new financing program for those ready to lo- get upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing business, netsuite.com slash locked on. All right, Schuster, before we hop out here, Baylor basketball is going to repeat its national championship. It certainly feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think now, With Arizona's do, point guard. Do do you believe that Florida, the the repeat Florida team's the best basketball team that we've seen in the last 15 years? Um at the college level. Yeah, 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 for sure. You okay. Know, okay. I I I I did mean to ask you it's uh, since the turn of the century mm-hmm. or so. Sure. Right. 
the, the four best teams, well, I, I I can't really say four because it's it's two teams. The Florida team counts as one. Okay. I'm gonna, here's what, who is who I think the other two are. The 2001 Duke and the 2001 Arizona team. Oh, okay. Not the undefeated Kentucky team? You well, think they, they didn't go undefeated. Well, up until the, you know, up until the semifinals, the loss in the semifinals. Right. Yeah. No. I. I would. Uh, you the, think the two? Those oh, are okay. all one and do, those were also one and all Fair one enough. and done teams. Those Fair enough. And and so in the early stages of of the before everybody's leaving after a year yes. on a regular but basis. But no, Florida for me is absolutely okay. So, uh, um, where uh, is this Baylor team in that conversation? Or are they just a team that's no, more dominant than everybody else right now? Yeah, I don't in know. In what college basketball I, I, has I, I still don't know that they're better than last year's team because last year's team just beat the crap out of everybody. I mean, what they did to Gonzaga in that uh, yeah. championship game was just – I don't know that this team is quite that good because you lost a lottery pick, you lost two other guys to the NBA. But they're right there. And, you know uh, – it's really quite a feat when you think about it to be able to repeat as college – because we've seen that here at the U of A. I mean, you know, you bring everybody back and you're still one bad performance away from losing the Elite Eight. Yeah, and that's happened to a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. That's happened to teams more often than not. It's it's almost impossible the way that tournament is laid out. And, and with the age of the kids you're talking about, to be able to string that together. But, you know, if at the very least – Baylor should be the odds-on favorite to yeah oh no not no. the odds-on favorite to win obviously they're the only team that can repeat right but they're the odds-on favorite to win the tournament this year I mean it's going to happen who the hell knows but but they're good and I don't expect them to go undefeated right you know I I suspect if they get a game at Kansas probably going to lose mm-hmm. they might lose at Texas yeah you know, well they're, nobody's they're, saying they're going to go undefeated but, but they're, that's who you're going to probably bet on come tournament time. and that's what I would do right I don't mean, they're what what they have and and you know, the balance, their physicality in the backcourt is obscene. For sure. And that dictates everything else when it comes to them, and they're good enough in the front court and athletic enough in the front court to balance it. Would Arizona the, be the, better? The kid, the kid on the wing who's, whose name I'm going to completely forget, who can break you down Flagger, off the dribble, Breyer. I think so, yeah. who is just, just changes the entire dynamic of what they are. Would Arizona have been, would they, and if they would, how much better would they have been with James Akinjo at the point? So gives we, gives him a physical player, right? Uh, does he? F- how well does he? How 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 adaptable is a kid? Yeah, right. You know, now because obviously this is that, and and maybe the may, way Lloyd plays, it's hard to argue that that couldn't have been a benefit. Right. You got a physical guy if he can pass a ball and he can hit three. Look at Mathron. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Lloyd allows players. We think of Arizona, rightfully so, early on in this season. At one point, I think these numbers have probably drifted a little bit, but at one point, weren't they leading the nation in assists per right. point ratio? Mm-hmm. They, were, they, they were scoring on 70% of their buckets. Right. But even with that, when they've needed a bucket from somebody, Matherin takes over portions of the game. Right. Carissa takes over portions of the game. So could Akinjo do that too? Mm-hmm. In this system? Yeah. Right. I think I, I, there's reason to believe that something like that can maybe translate. We there are different styles and ways to play the game but uh you know if you're really good perhaps you can fit in with a variety of different approaches and uh we see lloyd and drew as uh very different in their styles and both of those styles work lloyd of course off the few tree and drew's just awesome right what he's done at baylor has been absolutely phenomenal and he gets really talented physical players and they do an excellent job accomplishing what it is they uh they want to do, but could Akinjo play in both? Yeah, probably. Uh, 
is he more comfortable at Baylor? He certainly ain't uncomfortable at Baylor. Right, right for so, sure. So it's obviously I mean, take working that, out. Yeah, it's obviously working out. And I can understand why Arizona folks would want him as part of the equation. It gives Arizona a little bit more depth and another seriously freakish score and more physicality in the backcourt, which is which are all the great things to have. And the physicality in the backcourt thing, I think, is something that's going to be a concern for Arizona from time to time. We'll be back with you on Wednesday.